Quiet your mind. Ever since the Earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss. But two brave, uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of Mantis. If you like what you're hearing, go to www.donamantis.com. Also, you can f- also you can find us on Twitter at Donamantis. Good start. All right, great start. <laughs> it's a start. It is a start. Uh, we are again graced with the presence of Cody Templeton. He's here as uh, I don't want to. I almost said third wheel. That's not good. Third wheel is no, usually that's negative. Not. You're the first wheel. I want to be the third wheel. Joey's the second wheel. I'm the third wheel this okay. week. We we rotate our wheels like you should in any yeah. any three wheeler, which most everyone has. <laughs> that was a great idea, wasn't it? Three wheeler, three wheeler, <laughs> wasn't it? I can be the, yeah. Call ourselves. I don't know. Cody's a, a big bodybuilder guy, and Ivan's six foot three. But I got to tell you, I'd, I've been I hadn't been around this much vagina since Glee Club. <laughs> you boys need to bring your A game. <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm really brave. Every time we, I bring up a three-wheeler, Joey brings up vagina. It's a word association. I don't know what it is. What happened to you? No, I only say that because I know both of them well. Mm. <laughs> Not that good. Yeah, I know, Cody. Not that good, buddy. <laughs> hey, that was a great start. I love it. I don't know what it means. But it, but it, but it's a great start. I'm lost. I you don't know, know what any of it means. It's not fair. It's like it worked the other day when Cody came by and he was. Uh, uh, you know how buddies joke around about like, uh, you know, like, oh, that's what your wife said. So he did that. And then he told the other guy there, it's, uh, we we do that with each other's wives. And then I thought for a minute and I was like, no, I don't say anything about it. It's, it's one sided, man. That's not cool. Just because you're big. Good times. <laughs> All right, Joe, what do you got on your notes over there? Don't just, what, buy, what don't we, just pass that up like what, it wasn't funny. What, it was. I laughed. I, I gave it its due uh, uh, laugh track. Was that okay, Cody? I was Perfect. just joking. All right. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Can we keep that in the podcast? I want you know, I want you to tell, just really quick, if you don't mind telling your story about the small, the lollipop guild that you found hiding in the woods the other day. Oh, yeah. I found a group of uh, teenage boys, and they were, it was like a, uh, what do you call them? The Knights of uh, King Arthur, something like that. Oh, they really? Had, I snuck up on them because I heard them. And they had the swords made out of woods, and one kid was getting knighted, and they're like, we need to ride back to town on our steeds. And Really? Yeah, it was awesome. There's kids like that. Yeah. Still, that's, doesn't that make you feel that's good? That's what happens when you yeah. get quarantined and you have to use your imagination. <laughs> that's cool. It was. But, it was but awesome. But then you found the death trap as well, though. Right. And they seen me, and they like, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, do you want to tell the death trap story? I think it's very interesting. Yeah, we were, me and Granville were building a bridge out there, and- like a bunch of dummies, we left our tools out, our shovels, overnight, and they, somebody used them well. But uh, he was walking back there through the trail. He'd never been all the way through. And someone had took both our shovels and made an X, like X marks the spark standing up. And he could see there was bamboo, but he was, I mean, I guess he was more attuned to the shovels, but he got really close. But uh, he moved back that bamboo, and it was three-foot hole 
I mean, it was wide, and they had dug it up perfect and stuck bamboo in the sides and in the top. And if you fall in that thing, I mean, it would have it hurt you bad. We're talking like Vietnam bamboo yeah. death trap. Yeah. That, in the middle of that walking trail. And the police are like got involved with right. the pictures and all that yeah. stuff. Man, that's crazy. I, I, Whenever Joey told me that, I immediately thought about, since we do so much true crime, I thought about like 20 years from now, someone writes in a book like, yeah, that's where I got my first start. I, I like dug my that idea. Yeah, I dug I dug that trap, but of course it was busted by the police. But Idiots. you know, yeah, covered it up. <laughs> but it. I knew I had to be more careful. Right. You know, from then on, I don't know. I hope that's not true. But it, I wonder I just, how often that happens. I've only like done a it little just idea once. like that. No. Just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is right behind where I work. Well, you do. <laughs> from what Joey said, I mean, there there have been several times that I've noticed where. Um, future serial killers well not really future but in the past they did something like that where they had their first inkling that this thing happened and they thought oh you know oh that made made me feel like well i can't tell you how many times i went out there and there's dead cats like mutilated it's or i'm just screwed oh my god (laughs) (laughs) right behind where you work (laughs) oh that freaked me out for a minute i'm like we got to report this i forgot to tell you about the the pentagram i've seen painted on with with (laughs) With red spirit thing, right. you know, I don't know. Hey, back yeah. in the 80s, this is no lie, especially uh, back in Arkansas, I guess. I, maybe yeah. that was the reason for the, sat- the satanic panic of the West Memphis Three, but there really was. Yeah, uh, I remember all that. So we had a dog, a little dog, and this dog disappeared. And like a week after it disappeared, we got home from somewhere, and there was her collar was on our front porch, with like some quarters arranged like in a circle in the middle of the collar. And this happened when I was like seven or eight years old. And I remember somebody saying that that was, that means our dog was stolen and sacrificed. And that's what they do is they would bring back the collar and they would put like money in the middle. Are they paying you for like settling the score? Like, like Hey, sorry. Maybe so. Here's 75 cents. I know. It's like, <laughs> Didn't really care much about your dog, did you? <laughs> That's what I was told by. Hey, I got some money for the for Street Fighter too. Isn't that? Weird? I just re- I just realized that that may have someone may have just been screwing with me way back then. Well, you're, yeah. I mean, they could have been. But for the next like 32 years, I believed it until I just said it, and now I'm doubting seriously that that was really what happened. Is that what happened, guys? What happened? Have you ever heard anything like something that? strange? I mean, I have heard of stuff like that. Not the collar thing, but but the whole like devil worshipers like sacrificing animals and farm animals and stuff like that yeah 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 that was kind of going around in the 80s and 90s big time yeah maybe it was just because of the satanic panic maybe maybe we we thought that's what happened at the time but no isn't there a big difference in satanic worship satanic and devil worshipers oh really is a difference yeah i think there is oh i don't know satanists really don't even believe in they're not even really about a Satanist is someone who doesn't believe in God or the devil or right. anything, right? Right. Yeah, that's just like a blanket term. They're just oh, okay. Like, I got yeah, you. Right. And that confuses a lot of I, people. But yeah, yeah, I guess I didn't. I never knew that really. Yeah, that's very interesting. Like the Church of Satan, it's the Acts Lucifer doesn't even really have anything to do with it. Right. Are they kind of yeah. like nihilists in a way? Pretty like, much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And just like do what you feel, and you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I used to have the Satanic Bible by Anton Lavey, and I've actually read it. But uh, that was just a weird phase in my life. But I, I don't really remember. Was it good? It was okay. The, the 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 gist of the book was if it feels good, do it. Don't really worry about anybody. It's so not. It wasn't a good message. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like don't worry about who you hurt or whatever. Just, just if it feels good, do just it. Just if it feels good, Go do with it. it. Yeah. It's like yeah. a Coke commercial. It was really weird. 
It was it was uh, definitely different. And then, so my wife made mm. me burn it, and I tried to burn it, and it wouldn't burn. <laughs> no, not really. No, I went, it, it lit right up. It did. It's like any other. It was paper. It burned. <laughs> let me ask you this, and 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 if you and if you guys think I should take this out, I, I will. But uh, you're not talking you, about your penis, are you? No, no. Take it out. <laughs> Let's get freaky. I did. No one noticed. I put it back. Uh, but this is equally as bad. We're going you know downhill. those little red New Testaments that people give you? Yeah, the Gideons. Yeah. Oh, so man. one time I was starting some charcoal, and I was looking around on the oh, back patio. come on now. And there's a couple of those stacked up. Uh, I burned them. You're going, I, to, you're going to burn. <laughs> You're going to hell. Well, I mean, I figured I, I am already. I mean, it wasn't for the Bibles, right? But, uh, but I mean, li- listen. If 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 you were in dire straits, I mean, would you would you? If I was that? in dire straits, I'd be bummed out because they broke up years ago. No. <laughs> well, that's like saying, would you wipe your ass with it if you had no toilet paper in the Bible? Like sent Look, there, would you? Now, ex- now, okay. I realize that you would, but where's your line? I mean, I have no line. Okay. Like, I, yeah. I mean, either in that case, it's paper. It's paper. It yeah. doesn't matter if Genesis is written I on it God or your grocery you wipe list. Your ass. Yeah, he'd be like, "Don't walk around with an unwiped." You That's, know what I mean, yeah. bro? That you're gonna itch later. <laughs> it's not gonna be good on for anybody. Now, another time I was starting charcoal, <laughs> all I could see was that American flag that I had hanging up. So I just, oh no, oh. No, 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 he's kidding. He's joking. He's joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. He's there, joking. There was the episode of Workaholics <laughs> where they were trying to Love to create show. to create the flame retardant uh, flag where you couldn't burn it. So all on all their tests, they were burning all these flags, and their neighbors would drive by. Oh my but God. they were like, it was like we we're like we're experimenting, <laughs> we're trying to get the formula just right. I love that show. I knew a guy who uh, was in a hotel room one time and had had a little bit of the devil's cabbage, but no papers. So he ripped a page out of one of those little Gideon's Bibles. Oh yeah, and used that. Yeah. I try to find a page with. Not so much ink, like one of the ones where they ran out of ideas. Like, <laughs> I mean, where they ran out of thoughts from God. Yeah, uh, yeah one of those parts where, you know, it's like the blank page. Or yeah. maybe use like the map of the Dead Sea. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> the ink couldn't be that good for you. Yeah, it? yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe not. It's none of it's good for you. Though. No. So it's not a God, health what food. we talked about already? Yeah. This is just... Man, I hope my mother doesn't listen to that. I, she's oh no, hardcore Baptist. Who's that guy with the Bible? <laughs> I can't believe it. I was listening away from them. Within the first five minutes, one gentleman took out his penis apparently, and then they were talking about burning flags and- with mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it. I'll put the whole explicit tag on this episode, and then no. we'll get more hits on this one than we ever have. We really video. will. Yeah, we're good kids. I promise. We're, yeah, Our, yeah. Yeah, we're good kids right. at heart. We're just having we're a little fun. We're not Satanists. No. no. We, we just read the book. We or just, Joey did. I did. Yeah. That's okay. Being it's informed. Cool. On, on, yeah. It's not a bad to be informed. I mean, you read the Hitler one, too. No. Mein Kampf? I haven't read Mein Kampf. Oh, okay. I thought I you actually said you had one time. I haven't read Mein, mein Kampf, no. Is that why you have the swastika tattoo? Oh, you're cute. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. a story of David. <laughs> um, but the, hey. There is there is a thing the manifesto the we were talking about the Unabomber I mean there's a lot of good ideas in there if you talk about how we abuse technology now he had a lot of thoughts on that I mean hey the rest of his thoughts about blowing people up terrible ideas not good not but, good but but the thing about uh you know if 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 he could comment on today it's like the looking down at the phones like that's embarrassing I mean and and it's all to the heart of what he wrote in his manifesto. Right. You know, it's like technology is evil, you know, humans can't handle it and stuff like that. 
uh, great. You know, he had some insight for sure. Yeah, would you say there was a, a shirt or something that has Ted Kaczynski's face and it says Ted talks spreading great oh, ideas? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. But just don't spread them through maiming people with bombs. No, that's that's just a solution to whatever the problem was. Yeah. So, so the first thing I want to talk about tonight, guys, look at this. Is this normal? Look at this redness. No, I'm just kidding. Let's talk about <laughs> for you. <laughs> it's normal. Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, what's funny is, and if you listen to the last podcast episode that we did, we're still in auxiliary power. So you know, we ran a cord in, and we're all huddled around one naked light bulb. And I was telling Cody as he walked in, because it's all dark, I'm turning on this one. I'm like, this is, we're going to have to do it this way. He's like, I don't know about this. I'm all like lighting candles. We're going to have to do it this way. Is the champagne necessary? It is. It's part of the process. And so is this Barry Manilow. Just get, make yourself comfortable. We also take off our pants. We made that joke last time, too. It's okay. So it's Brian okay. at work today was spraying, and he was listening to the last episode. And he heard me talking about reporting that UFO to MUFON. Oh, yeah. He actually drove to the plant and came in and he's like, I want to see the picture. Oh, that's <laughs> so cool. I showed him. Like, <laughs> that's kind of convenient. like, I know that guy. Yeah. That, that did that. That's, that's cool. That's not every time. Oh, someone's, oh, someone's getting a call. Phone. Is it important? Nope. It's not. I'll call him back. <laughs> God. Unprofessional. I'm I know. Very Mine's muted. And I was okay. the one that talked about the Unabomber and said he had some good ideas. Yeah. Like technology. technology. You, guys want, you guys want to talk about a disappearance? Yes, I do. You explain this to me, Mr. Science Man. I'm looking at you, Ivan. Oh, oh. Not looking at me. <laughs> He's like, that got real all of a sudden. Okay, so there's a boy named Charles Ashmore. Why are you starting? I, I don't know. It was just. <laughs> it's Ashmore. Oh, no, I got you. Okay. There's no jokes. There. I was laughing at an old joke. So listen, on a cold evening in Quincy, Illinois, on November 1878, 16-year-old Charles Ashmore stepped outside to fetch water from a well, and he never returned. His mom, no, I'm sorry, his father and sister almost immediately grabbed a lantern and went out searching for him. So a layer of fresh snow had just fallen, and his footprints were prominent, prominent, that is. It's not like I've been drinking. I no, you're good. Even in the dim glow of the lantern. However, roughly halfway to the well, and uh, it was like 75 yards, his footprints disappeared. There was no sign of a struggle, no scoffs, no disturbed snow, no other footprints. They just stopped. Um, beyond them, as f- in all directions, there was nothing but undisturbed snow. So an effort was made to find the boy, but turned up nothing. Uh, however, for months after his disappearance, the family and neighbors claimed to have heard Charles' voice clear as a bell, but could never determine its origin. Over time... His voice sounded more and more distant until it eventually faded away entirely. No one ever saw him again. So, any ideas? It's bullshit. <laughs> it, I mean that, and his, his parents killed him. <clears throat> and that stuff where you're hearing the voice, it's, it's urban legend, you know, blah, blah, blah. People don't disappear. I like, like it. that. I like it. The only other plausible explanation are, are those flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, they were plausible, right? Way more plausible. Took him and dropped him in that well. Well, I'm not done. Oh, you have a solution? No, but I have oh. more information. Oh, okay. okay. Well, it's about so, the parents. So right? far, it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. It's John Bonet Ramsey, is what we're saying. Was he a uh, model? I was listening to a conspiracy theory podcast. He wasn't a model. He wasn't. He was Mister Illinois, eighteen seventy-eight. See, a that's a bad idea. You're you're just attracting predators <laughs> like yep. that. Setting yourself up. Yeah, that's there right. was a girl on tinfoil hat that has this big conspiracy theory that John Bonet Ramsey never even existed. That it's oh. all some psyop, and her and 
she said that all these pe- beauty pageants that that Jean Benet supposedly won, there's no record of them ever having existed. Wow. She had a pretty good case, except for it's. I think it's total bullshit. But you know, it's fun to think about. Yeah. So uh, didn't we talk and, about Sandy Hook? Like the kid or the parents were actors yeah. and. Yeah, there's that theory oh, out yeah. there. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is there's one video. Yeah. Oddly enough, it's almost impossible to find. Look, I think Sandy we found Hook, it, though. Sandy Hook happened, I guess. Right. I mean, it did. It did. It was terrible. All I'm saying is all I'm saying is if my kid dies and I'm interviewed the, that night or I think it was the next day, I'm not laughing. That's all. Yeah, I'm saying. he's laughing. And then five seconds later, he gets on and he's all sad. Yeah, no, no. It, it, whether or not. Whatever you want to say, the the fact is that there's a video you can see right now of the very goddamn night this guy's child is killed. He comes out for an interview laughing, like head back laughing. <laughs> and then he walks up and he goes, are we starting? And someone says yes. And then immediately he's like, <laughs> it is creepy as hell so well, either either it never happened and he is an actor or it did happen and that's the sickest dude i've ever seen i don't know that's what you- that's where i would i would put my chips in on i would say that you know if you watch the news and you wait long enough at least once a month it's some kind of vile murder of a kid you know it's somewhere in the area right right so i mean that's just a bad parent right i, I mean that's what other explanation like a, that's probably just a, you know. If if my kid dies before lunch at 8 o'clock that night, I'm not going to be like. Sure. It was because yeah, the right. nun had no pants. Yeah. <laughs> now, there was, a similar, my interview. there was a similar uh, um, thing about uh, Morgan Nick, Morgan Nick's mom. Oh, right. Which, yeah. Which, it's local. Yeah. Which, which uh, you know, I've seen a ton of interviews. You know, I've followed the whole case whenever. Um, of course, that doesn't make me an expert. But. There was some criticism behind her because she went out like a few weeks after she'd been missing. Her friends came and got her and they took her out to eat like all her friends that she went to high school with. And they she drank some wine and they, you know, she laughed and they kind of. But I mean, I kind of see that as like you have some old friends that are cheering you up. You know, I wouldn't think laughter is out of the question for the rest of your life. Yeah. Maybe they were trying to, like, take her mind off it for one night. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen Gone Girl? Yes. Uh, no, I haven't seen okay, that. Well, is it good? It, well, he gets accused of killing his wife, and they're doing the press conference, and he shows up there, and he does smile. And the next day, they're like, why was he smiling? What's there to be happy about? Oh, and yeah. That, yeah. You know, blew it way out of proportion. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he says, well, if I didn't smile, they would say something else. I'm a, yeah. You're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Now, having said that, uh, do you guys remember back in the 90s, I want to believe, mid-90s, Darley Routier? No, I don't who's, remember that one. Who's kids both were murdered she claimed by an intruder and like right after they died it was close to their birthdays so she went out to their to their uh, gravestones and put had balloons and they had streamers and threw a birthday party well it turns out she killed him oh yeah she killed him yeah it was really good it was really convincing because she also slit her own neck like millimeters from her own like it took a little while to for them to but they found out that the the knife that cut the screen was from their kitchen and anyway they eventually proved yeah. that she killed her two boys and cut her own throat to try to stage a break in you know anyway that's a whole different thing but uh there's that, plenty of people out there that want kids and that have loving houses find that loving house for that kid and go off yourself right. I, don't, I don't know that's that's a little much but well no yeah if you have to off yourself do it and don't take it yeah don't take you. the kids don't take yeah, any innocent people 
All right. So this is the la- this is a theory. This is a theory about what happened. So there was a guy named Ambrose Bierce. And this is his theory, and I'll tell you who he was in a minute. But his theory was that people could fall into dimensional holes and be trapped forever, permanently suspended between life and death. Hmm. Like Dimension X? Something like that. And then that's why they he said that they were he- hearing the guy's disembodied voice was because he was in this other... Ne- what no, year was that? 1878. Oh, okay. I feel like Poltergeist got that. I feel like that's where they See? got the idea of the girl mm-hmm. on the TV. Yeah, exactly. Something yeah, along those good. lines. Yeah. So, <clears throat> listen, this Ambrose Bierce was a journalist, poet, writer, and Civil War veteran. And he was actually pretty moderately, at least, famous in the late 1800s. Yeah, he wrote an book. episode of Twilight Zone. <laughs> he did. Ambrose Bierce. He wrote the episode with the guy hanging on the bridge. The... Where where the thing breaks and he runs home, you know? Have you seen that one? It's called An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I have seen that one. Yeah, that no, guy. No, this is Ambrose Bierce with a B. Oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> oh. And he lived in 1878. Yeah, so. but when you said that, that's about that time it was written. I wonder if it's just like a, I wonder if it's like the same person. Maybe I got it wrong. Maybe it is Bierce. Maybe I thought it, it was Bierce. It might be Bierce because this guy wrote paranormal stuff. Yeah. And ghost stories and war stories. Yeah. Hey, um, let me... Yeah, you look that up. So I got a little bit more. Uh, This is super weird, though, because this Ambrose Bierce also disappeared without a trace. Oh. In 1913. Yeah, so here's the deal. He was a Civil War vet, like I said. So in 1913, he left Washington, D.C. in October of 1913 with plans to tour a bunch of the Civil War battlefields. So he made it through Louisiana and Texas before entering into Mexico. And at this time, Mexico was in the middle of the Revolution, he went, this guy must have been like really adventurous because he was 71 at the time. He gets into Mexico. He hooks up with Pancho Villa's army as a tag along. And so he accompanied them all the way to Chihuahua. The last communication from Ambrose Bierce was a letter he sent to a friend in late December. And in that letter, he said, as, as for me, tomorrow I leave here for an unknown destination. And that was the last anyone ever heard of him. Wow. So uh, he, he ended up disappearing in a yeah. weird and Not that, quite as weird as Charles And that's Ashmore. the same guy. He re- uh, I always thought it was Pierce. I, I got it wrong. So they used one of his stories for the Twilight Zone. Yeah, it was a very, it's a very special episode because they've ne- they never really did that before. Usually r- current writers wrote. Rod Serling wrote a lot of And Serling wasn't even on uh, this episode. You know, wow. he didn't have the little part at the beginning where he monologue. walks out. Yeah, the no monologue way. thing. Yeah, it's a, just a, he actually, he is on the beginning. He says we have a special episode, but he didn't like. You know, do the thing what's where he walks I have that on Netflix now. What, what's yeah, it's it? called An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, and it's. Uh, let me look that up so I can tell you what. Is it worth it is. watching? Uh, yes, it's very good. It's it's actually a fantastic short story. Is it like a western type? Yeah, it's a Civil War. So what happens is the setup is uh, this guy is uh, uh, trying to blow up bridges to uh, to stop the Confederate Army. So he's trying to blow up like train bridges, trestles, and stuff. And he gets caught, so they're going to hang him on this bridge. Okay. And whenever they release the thing, the the rope breaks, and he like runs away from it all, and he's like running from the you know Confederates or whatever. But then it has a really like a twist ending that is awesome. Okay. Like one of the greatest twist endings of any uh, Twilight Zone, I think. And it's a great short story too. It's a short read, a PDF. You can down uh, find it to download somewhere. Me and my uh, daughter watched. Uh, 
the uh, living doll. Oh, oh yeah, living that. doll. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, she's well, like, a... "This is supposed to be scary, Dad." I was like, "No, it's just cool." It's know? cool. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. You gotta you gotta get past talking Tina. Yeah, there's a little bit of cheesiness yeah. to it. That's that one of my favorite ones, yeah. though. Telly it's Savalas. got a cool. It's yep. got a cool. Yeah, you'll be sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, my name's Talking Tina, and I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> when and you her... almost get on her side a little bit because uh, well, he's the a dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the dad's a big jerk. Ass. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm not your real father. And yeah, all <laughs> it's like ah, oh, you're gonna get it. When he puts her head in the vice. Oh man, <laughs> that's such a great episode. Well, those Season. shows are good like that because you yeah. root for the bad yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. And then and then it kind of makes you feel guilty a little bit. Like, oh, man. I, right. Uh, I, I just remember, and I've talked about this on the podcast, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, yeah. The the uh, Nurse Ratchet. So I, whenever he yeah. gets on her later and he's choking her, uh, you're like, yeah, kill her, kill her. And then, and then you're like, wait, no, don't kill someone. But But she's such a good actress. That you're like with him, you're like, yeah, he should kill her. Yeah, she deserves it. You yeah. know, for a minute there, she, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. No. No. So the, I mean, oh. that tells you the writing and the storyline really got you if you feel that way. You know? How hard do you think that is as an actor actress to really make the audience hate? Like in, oh, there's I, I would imagine, like, man, you know? I've I've always thought that takes the most talented, the villains right. that you actually love to hate. I think that takes the most talent. It's I think it's pretty easy for a, a, a cool guy, you know, and a fancy car to win the audience over it's like hey that guy's pretty hot i like him right. you know but uh, uh i've girl, said that a time or three yeah that's right but like uh hannibal lecter the guys want to oh, the guys yeah. want to be with them and the girls want to be them no i got that wrong <laughs> but anyway uh <laughs> but i mean you're but uh, you're right the villains the villains have to you got to give them credit the, well in the spirit of that i've been watching a lot of old classic wwf wrestling matches oh, lately and the, if i were had to choose i'd be one of the heels I'd be oh, one of the yeah. bad guys. Yeah. You like come up and like hit Hogan in the back with a metal chair and everyone's like, oh, I hate you. It'd be so easy. You know who you need to look up? Because yeah. I was looking that up after we talked about it. Yeah. Ravishing Rick Rude. Rude. Oh, <laughs> yeah, baby. Just the audience and you hillbillies and you need to use soap. I mean, it was great. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it was great. I, I kind of remember that a little bit. I yeah. was reading a story on uh, the history of the junkyard dog. So before he joined WWF, he wrestled for an outfit that was out of Louisiana and he was loved in Louisiana. He used to play football for the Saints. Everybody loved the Junkyard Dog. Where there was this group, um, the Fabulous Freebirds, that was their name. They were the heels. They were the bad guys. And at one point, and it was all the storyline. It wasn't real. But they came out, and they jumped the Junkyard Dog from the back. And they supposedly rubbed, like, hair gel in his eyes where he couldn't see. And the storyline went that, uh, like, the next week. Now, his, his first baby girl was born the next week. But the storyline for the wrestling promotion was that he couldn't even witness his baby girl being born because oh. they had blinded him. They said for the that. next vengeance for I the next it. several matches, the fabulous Freebirds had to have police escorts into and out of the matches because fans were so oh, furious that they were th they had threats. It was nuts. See, that's what you want in wrestling too. You want that heat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, wrestling's not real. What are you trying what? to? Sh oh, what? What? Oh, did I just ruin something for you boys? <laughs> no spoilers. Let's not. You don't even get me started. I didn't about give you that. the spoiler on the Twilight Zone. You <laughs> gave me. You ruined my entire ruined childhood. Yeah, watch Hulk Hogan's first appearance on Johnny Carson, because Johnny Carson says, well, "Let me let me ask you something, Hulk. What's the deal when when one of you throws someone into the ropes and and you just stand there and let the guy you know he's coming and you see him and you just stand there and let him knock you down." 
You know, yeah. it's like Carson really didn't understand that it was fake yet. Well, have you seen the uh, YouTube video? It's Dr. Something. And it's John Tossel. Tassel. Oh, from uh, and he goes, yeah. Stossel. Well, he goes, yeah, 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 he goes, Stossel. it's fake, isn't it? And he goes, slaps it's the just shit fake. Out. Yeah. And just, I mean, Nelsie me- like blinds him, hits oh, yeah. him so hard. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. That's on the, uh, I don't remember the wrestler. I don't remember who the wrestler was. Doctor something. I don't remember. Now, I've always, I've always known that, that it's fake, even when I was a kid, but, but I always realized, like, it would hurt. Like, of stuff, course. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, and I saw one thing one time where someone said, if you bleed, you like get a bonus. Like if you're in a match and something happens where you bleed, you, there's like a bonus. Mick Foley must be like the highest paid. Yeah. <laughs> no and sometimes they do the razor blades that oh, you yeah. can never see. Yeah. Like, well, oh, dude, and th- think about those matches where like, speaking of Mick Foley, he would dump a bag of thumbtacks out there and, and like bodies. Yeah. yeah. Uh. That's straight up legit. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's fake, but at the same time. Yeah. It if, would, yeah. It's yeah. sports entertainment. If you get a 250 right. pound guy or, probably 350 jumping off the top ropes and bodies yeah they're no. they're straight up bad and those guys have no off season and it's every night a new town and yes that's so hard in the body that's why the life expectancy of a wrestler it's it's not good how many wrestlers have not even lived to, yeah. to 55 or yeah. strokes or can't walk Heart, yep that's yep. horrible it's crazy it, it seems to me like you know some people would say well it's not real i, I don't like it i i'd rather watch gray's anatomy on netflix <laughs> it's like that's fake too. It's just that's that's real and you know like that's like scripted entertainment like right. the same way the other you know wrestling is same. just a soap opera but everybody's really buff yeah yeah not especially anymore twenty percent is wrestling the other eighty percent is like our what we opened up our show with last week yeah oh you told me that you were gonna steal my belt yeah I loved it <laughs> let me tell you yeah. and the crowd's like oh shit right. was yeah. it it's now I hope one of you guys know wasn't the story behind that wasn't that like lucked into didn't the early like someone early on like way back in black and white days did that and people liked it like just to like kind of on a whim like maybe in an interview somewhere it seems like i read that or heard that somewhere i don't know that like some guy was like went over the top with it and people liked it and they're like hey when did they start that had to that had to be how it happened right you know probably and then like hey we should interview every time that really got people pumped up for it i think rick flair had the best promos (laughs) almost the best maybe one of the best promos because you just knew he was gonna he, he had to have done a seven foot long line of coke but before because he's all red and his voice is cracking yeah, yeah, what, what is your yeah. and he's just sweating and he's red and you're like oh, his head's gonna pop there's no way he could do this and then you had the ultimate warrior who was like 180 man he would comes. come out yeah and he was so quiet <laughs> yeah and you're yeah. like oh that's even worse that's I, even scary don't you guys think that he was one of the most like cut like like oh he was i mean just insane. like the the definition of his muscles and stuff you know, yeah it's like in the veins and they I talked mean, about like even when he was backstage he's like the ultimate warrior really yeah like, it was <laughs> really real, yeah like yeah he was intense dude I, I just remember him being the guy that's like, whoa, yeah. that guy's chiseled, you know. He was uh, on. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was no Hong Kong Bundy, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, you just had big guys, but then you had really guys that were just like really. Oh, mm-hmm. watch yeah. Hong Kong Bundy versus Andre the Giant, one of the best matches ever. But the Ultimate Warrior was on Arsenio Hall, and he was still in character. Oh, that's, yeah. That's he came awesome. out, and, he's, and Arsenio's like, hey, you know, how are you? And he's like, I am always. Perfect. <laughs> and Arsenio Hall's just like, 
Okay. Yeah, it was an interesting interview. <laughs> Didn't he? He passed away just like three or four years ago. Yeah, right? Ultimate yeah. Warrior did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Yeah, I don't even. I can't remember. I can't believe I can't remember. But yeah. Uh, anyway, rip. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I hate that. Anyway, so oh, uh, Helwig, Brian Helwig. That's his real name. Yeah. All right. Go me. So you want to read another weird case? Is that one still? Do you still? That was your. Uh, oh. Yeah, he's in another dimension. I I totally agree with okay, that. Okay, so yours is another dimension, Cody. The parents killed him. Right. But listen to this. I, I agree with Cody, actually. <laughs> Someone killed him. There's a discrepancy in the story. Uh, really? I, I, I didn't, even, I didn't I put it in my notes. The, 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 the father and sister said he went to fetch water from the well, right? Mm-hmm. So when they reported him missing, they said he couldn't have fallen in the well because it was frozen over. Mm. Well, hold on a minute, Jack. Well, he was going to go get water? water. I thought he was going to get water. Didn't right. they have a, like a brick on a rope that they would drop in and break the water? Don't jack it up, Sorry, Ivan. And hey, the two, the footprints missing. I got an explanation for that. He could have been walking out there. He makes the steps, goes to the well, falls in. Uh, some snow falls down from a tree, you know, and and covers his other prints. Right. Covers the second Need half. More. I mean, how long did they wait for him? Like, was it five minutes? Was it an hour? And they're like, I understood it was only a few minutes, but yeah. To me, footprints aren't the all be all end all. It's like, well, the footprints don't lie. It's like, well, yeah, but a lot of them. But they stopped halfway. Yeah, uh, the, I'm telling you, some snow fell off the, some trees. You know, you got a cedar tree right above it. Some wind blows, it just kind of shakes it down, and pff, or the it. mom covered them up. Yeah. yeah, or the parents <laughs> killed them. Yeah. yeah, they forgot to mention they just got a life insurance policy. <laughs> I I got like he was twenty. A model. <laughs> I got like twenty other things before I go. I jump to the jump to the fourth dimension. All right, or the fifth, or the I, twenty. I th- they're twenty six now. I, I think that's the last. I thought uh, you guys were cool. Yeah. Okay, ready? <laughs> On to the next one. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, this is the there's a bizarre case of Pauline Picard, and she's not kin to Jean Luc. Her mom killed her. I bet. No, it was the parents. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're just going to go with that. <laughs> you don't even know what happened to her yet. Like, she's fine. It's just she lost a lot of ticket. That's that's what the story is well, about. Her mom. The parents killed her. Oh, she was, she's still alive. So good. good job, guys. Two-year-old Pauline Picard went missing from her family okay, home in Gauss-El-Ledoux, France, in April of 1922. An exhaustive search was conducted by local police and volunteers that produced no results. Many believed she had been kidnapped by a local caravan of gypsies. But this could not be proven. Tensions were mounting and the situation was seeming hopeless when miraculously, a few weeks later, word came that a girl matching Pauline's description had been found wandering alone in Cherbourg. That's over 300 miles away from where Pauline had originally been reported missing. Her mother identified her from a photograph and the police officer who found her was also satisfied. Sorry, it was the same girl. The mystery of how a toddler could find herself several hundred miles away from home was brushed aside in the wake of the relief of her safe return. The parents traveled to retrieve their daughter, but the blissful reunion was not without its oddities. The girl was now very distant from her family. Even more baffling, she did not respond when spoken to her in her, spoken to in her native Breton dialect. Her overjoyed parents chalked it up to trauma and returned home with their now recovered daughter, and all seemed right. In fact, newspapers across France and as far away as uh, New York reported the strange but miraculous return of the missing child. However, weeks after returning home, the Picards began to suspect the girl was not actually their daughter. And then a discovery was made that turned their world upside down. A neighboring farmer was walking across the farm, their farm, when he found the body of a very young girl, decapitated, brutally disfigured, and naked, with a skull laying nearby. 
The body was damaged and decaying past the point of identification, but Pauline's mother noticed that the clothes that were lying next to the body were the ones that Pauline had been wearing the day she vanished. Stranger still, the location where the remains had been found had already been searched during the initial canvassing of the area, uh, which led investigators to believe that the body had been recently moved there. Okay, hold on. It gets a little bit weirder. Things become even more bizarre when the autopsy of the skull found near the body found that it was not even female. It belonged to a full-grown man. So there's two bodies now. Uh, this opened the case even wider. Now there were two victims with a kidnapper and potential murderer still on the loose in the area. Ultimately, no conclusion could be reached in the case. Was the hysterical man... Okay, so I didn't... I skipped that part. There was a farmer that lived nearby named Eve Martin, or Ive Martin. I don't know how to say that. And he made some weird comments about the girl's death. And when they asked him about it, he said, is this new girl even your daughter? Oh, God, help me. I'm guilty. And then he ran off. So he was put in an asylum. And for a lot of people, that he was the main suspect. Mm. But when nothing was ever proven. That's all it took to get him put away? That's, he said that? You know what? That's what the story said. <laughs> I That's mean, it's 1922. <laughs> it could have. Yeah. Back okay. then, you could be committed for anything. I mean, yeah, it doesn't sound very... You know, I don't know. The young girl from Cherbourg was sent back and put in an orphanage, and the Picards spent the rest of their life wondering about their daughter's fate. So what do you think about that? Why didn't they keep her? Yeah. I know that's kind of sad. Well, she's not ours, and ship her off to an orphanage. Poor kid. It's a two-year-old baby girl. Just keep her. Raise her. Yeah. They did. Know. They just got rid of her. Huh? They did. They After they found out it wasn't... Uh, well, it's not they... my fle- flesh and blood. And we're skipping over. How would you... Did they just hope so badly that it was her? How could by you? By two, by two, man, there's just. Wouldn't you be able? I mean, to you tell? guys have kids, yeah. yeah. Right. Like, I could yeah. tell my daughter from. Yeah. I mean, even a girl who looked like my, hopefully. Yeah. Now, oh, like if oh. if the kid was two days old, maybe because all two year old babies yeah. or two day old babies are just like little wrinkly, ugly right. old men. So maybe then, but you know, a two year old, come on. Yeah. That's a well, maybe one. the guy he had been he was running around over there, so maybe that's like. Maybe uh, that's his kid, you know, like maybe that's why it looks so much like a child. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I still think our initial is a, a assessment of the parents did it. Um, it's, it's <laughs> I was going to say that. Too. A, <clears throat> I don't know. The, the guy that went to the asylum for saying the stuff. Hopefully there's more to that story. But yeah, that's a pretty crazy story. It's crazy. The craziest part is that they took the kid for a while and we're like, oh, we'll try it out. <laughs> we don't think like it's right. But, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll figure out it is my kid. It's kind of weird looking, but. Is there a return policy <laughs> on this child? She's not actually ours. We want to. Hey, wait. Her. I, I do, have a receipt. I do have. <laughs> I do have a plausible explanation for that. What if the kid's a chunky kid? You know, you get, sometimes you get big babies and the, the kid's gone for a long time walking through the wilderness or whatever. Loosen the and weight. When it, yeah. When they get it, it's real skinny. So maybe it doesn't look like itself. It's yeah. all scratched up from walking in the woods. Is that in your little notes? <laughs> Ate some poison berries, face is all messed up, swelled. You get the diarrhea, you lose the weight. <laughs> yeah. You look different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, have you ever seen the, the, somebody that's lost like 100 pounds? I mean, you do uh, look obviously totally a, kid, a kid couldn't lose that much, but I mean, percentage-wise. Sometimes they look worse. You're like, ooh. I have seen you people that's fr- like, man. <laughs> you need to put back on. Put yeah. back on about 15 pounds. You know, there's a 15-mile-an-hour wind tomorrow. You might want to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, Have you ever heard the story of these folks that had a teenage boy that went missing? And I don't remember. Look, the I don't remember all the details. He was gone for at least several years. I think it was two or three years, yeah. if not more. But this boy 
shows back up and says that he is their son. He's got a French accent, and they were American. Are you talking about they made that movie Imposter? And, but yes, yeah. yes. That's actually a pretty good little documentary. And that's true, that yeah. whole case. And he looks nothing like him. He sounds... But it's like the parents... Yeah. When did this happen? Oh, uh, sh- early 2000s? It's, it's been a few years since I've seen it, and, and it was a few years old. So, yeah, I'd say... That, Watch I would the gamble Imposter that. documentary. It, it's on, like, Hulu or Netflix or something. Yeah, and this guy ended up being Prime. kind of a con artist, this French guy. Yeah, he, he had done that before. Yes. It, but it didn't go over so well for him, so he actually went to jail for a while for the first one. And then he tried it again. He actually went... He broke into a records office... And he went to missing persons and he found this missing persons case and he got all the information he could about this kid. Yeah. And he said, yeah. It's, and he called from a payphone, and he's like, it's me. I am your missing son. <laughs> well, that's funny. You said that because Joe Rogan was talking about, I guess it was on Dr. Phil, but these uh, husband and wife can't have babies and they adopt uh, a little Russian girl. Turns out the girl's 36. Oh, and she yeah. Looked, have you seen that? It's I've heard nuts. about that case. Yeah, she looks like she's eight or nine. That actually happened. Yeah. Whoa. Look that up. It was recent. You need to see that. It that's crazy. Yes. That's 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 it. It's, it's like that movie. Watch the movie called The Orphan. Orphan. Yeah, I've seen that. Dude. And that they, she just switches. and you Yes. It'll, it'll creep you out, Ivan, because the girl in it, I always thought looked like. A whole hell of a lot like your like your middle daughter. Oh, your really? middle child. Yes, Ooh. really. No, I may not know if I want to watch that. Yeah. If she looks a lot what like if her? she's thirty six. Really? Yeah. No, Do wait. I've know? known her. I've known her. Sure? <laughs> yeah. I've, I wiped her butt like, when she <laughs> was one. So yeah, I remember. No, no, she's not thirty six. Well, All right. that could have been a twenty four year old butt. No, Maybe she was a twenty four year old <laughs> posing as a three month old. You don't she, know. Yeah, you don't know. Go out lost in the woods, lost a bunch of weight. Someone's like, yeah, little Timmy's. You know he's eighteen pounds now. You're like, oh my little my little Mariah's uh, one hundred and forty four pounds. <laughs> Three months. It's a, we're wondering about it, but I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, we had that kid that fell in the well too. We heard him in another dimension. We're not <laughs> we're not the brightest people. <laughs> so listen, in the spirit of what the Pentagon just released, I have a UFO story. All right. Do you want to go over that real quick? Uh, yeah. What, uh, what what how do want to how do want to preface that? Uh, so, but they didn't say it was UFO. They're right. No, go ahead. Here's the deal. These three videos were released actually about two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. They were leaked. One of them is the Tic Tac video, David Mm -hmm. Fravor, Joe Rogan, look it up. And then there's two more, uh, and the, the, all branches of the military, the Pentagon, the government for a couple of years now have done everything they possibly could to discredit it. And all of a sudden now they are air quotes, officially releasing these three videos or tapes whatever and they're not saying it's ufos they're just saying we don't know what it is it's nothing of ours you know well i guess they are saying it's ufos well true to the but they're true, not uh, saying it's aliens i guess right there you go they're just yeah. saying it's something that we can't identify so before we go on do you guys believe in ufos uh I, man i go back and forth on it i mean i i think the possibility of the the chance that they were here is very slim just because the just because of distance I mean, the closest star to our sun is like four light years away, but we know for sure that there's nothing there. So, I mean, you'd have to go further. And then when you when you think about like, you know, it's a very slim chance something else probably exists, but then there are more stars than there are grains of sand on the planet Earth. So it's like, it's just the distance. That's I mean, good, they could man. exist somewhere. The Drake equation. But they would just never, they would get never here. be able to get here. So I don't know. Yeah. So. So that's a no. Unless not here, not but here. somewhere. 
That's, and so that's you don't of, think we've seen them? Well, I mean, in the, Area Fifty One, the, the Fravor thing, the Fravor thing's very intriguing. But I mean, that doesn't necessarily have to be aliens. That could be something that I mean, a that could in be the Matrix. That could be interdimensional. I mean, we could be a simulation, and that's like one of the one Absolutely. of the buffer scrubbers or whatever. What like, about what about bending space time? Yeah, like, I mean, they that fold wormhole the paper? stuff. I mean, that's even Einstein allowed that in some of his uh, relativity equations. Uh, you know, so uh, Hawking as oh, well. I think well, mainly Hawking. A lot of people more and more these days are believing the whole UFO thing could be like energy or psychic type stuff, not necessarily nuts and bolts craft. And st- you know what I mean? They're yeah. almost like some sort of psychic phenomena or some crazy. What crap do you think, like Cody? That. What do you think? I think 99% is people's imagination or seeing things. I think a lot I of agree. it's our government and other governments yeah. testing things. And maybe sure. there is something out there, but I don't, I mean, I, I'm kind of. I'd have to see it to believe it. Like, well, I just remember I had a I had a fighter pilot book, and that was my favorite thing in in like elementary school, like 1984, 85, 86, somewhere around there. And they had just like talked about the SR seventy one, I think, in like the oh, early eighties. But I mean, that thing had been gone since the seventies. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, what we know is so delayed. What we really know, what the technology we really know exists. I mean, it has to be. If I were in charge, I'd make it that way too. Like I don't want my enemies to know what I have. Absolutely. So there could Absolutely. be a thing. It's all like like uh, Star Trek or Futurama where it move. It, they figured out some kind of engine that isn't like. I mean, it's it seems now that we've had jet engines so long, they almost seem kind of dumb. It's like <laughs> like it just seems kind of like you know I don't know. I'm I, I can't put words to it. It just seems kind of like low tech. We've been doing it that way for a long time. I mean, we've got ramjets and compressors and all that Where's stuff. Where's the flying DeLoreans and hoverboards and lace up shoes that we were promised? Yeah, in 2015. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't think we could handle flying cars. I mean, we can't. <laughs> we, we can't handle them on the yeah, ground. Yeah, we can't right? handle roll, rolling ones. Uh, I just, uh, I mean, the the tube idea Tesla has is a lot better. Um, you know, you just get sucked in that tube and you can't you can't wreck or anything. That's um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, hoverboards that would be awesome do you think the tic tac is something they that is ours but they're just saying they don't we don't have anything with those capabilities i'm just afraid it's someone's i i right that's yeah i'm afraid it's someone's i mean i hope that it's ours um maybe it's so classified that even the military doesn't even know about it you know wouldn't that be trippy <laughs> what do you think about the people who say then they've been abducted like fire in the sky and mm. is it all just bs like because they gave him the lie detectors and they passed it i mean it was a and yeah people yeah. really legitimately see things and say things that sure. happen to them and so well, what do you say to that betty and barney hill that were abducted back in the 50s That's didn't she draw story. a star map that yeah. ended up being completely uh accurate well carl sagan has had a pretty good um contradictory statement on that he actually brought up a star map and he said you know this is what she drew and if you connect these lines it's similar to this constellation that really exists but then he actually took a uh, another sheet of paper and he drew the lines a different way and he and said it could match up with like seven different so there's so many stars yeah it's that you just could almost it's randomly. just that if you yeah yeah exactly i mean you could be like dot 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 dot, dot and it would like match up right. not really constellations but the groupings of local galaxies and some somehow it would work out a bunch of different ways. So uh, I I don't know the the Walton thing I, that one kind of I don't know I, I I don't know 
I'm, I'm, my official statement is I don't know, but I don't think so. It's very intriguing. This. So much stuff out there, man. I had a dream that I was abducted the other night, and I woke up the next morning, my bedroom window's open, and I had a sore butt. <laughs> oh, really? Explain that. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I think for you, that's called Wednesday. <laughs> blame it on the parents. <laughs> for me, it's a Monday. Yeah, I blame it on the parents. <laughs> the sneaky window midnight butt rapist is still at large. Strikes again. And I'm like, oh, man, not cool. You sure it wasn't aliens? That's a way better story. I told you I'd help you install locks on the windows, but you, but you always refuse. You're yes. like, no, now we know I don't why. want, I don't want, the, I don't want your help. It's like, sorry, <laughs> but you've been sleeping with them open already. What's the deal with that flashing sign above your window that you bought at Sam's that says open? <laughs> you don't even have a business. <laughs> oh, you're sleeping ass up. How's that even comfortable? What's wrong with you? Anyway. What are you going to forever? Uh, <laughs> oh, I got more jokes in my head. I'm going to keep them under my hat. Who puts a community Vaseline label <laughs> on, <laughs> on the Vaseline and lays it next to his bed? Oh, boy. That's that was that's the joke. That's the what I was gonna keep. I think that'd be a good name for a band. Community Vaseline (laughs) could be onto something. Yeah. Welcome. We're Community Vaseline. (laughs) Cleveland. (laughs) Okay, I'm. All right, here we go. (laughs) This is the. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The Frederick Valentin disappearance. Uh, Are we good? We're good. On October 21st, 1978, Frederick Valentich left Melbourne, Australia in a single-engine Cessna for a 125-mile flight to Kings Island. You have to read this entire thing, Australian. Oh, God. Click. Come on, mate. Just after 7.06, he made radio contact with air controllers and asked if there was any (laughs) other planes in the area. I only asked you to do it because I knew you could. That's, that's not a good Australian that accent. Good. No, that's good. Vandenberg said he could see a large aircraft. No, that's not even a. That's, that's terrible. Like a redneck Australian. Yeah. Almost. No, th- yeah. there's one that exists. Keep going. There has to be. I'm no redneck yeah. Australian. He said he saw a large unknown aircraft, which appeared to be illuminated by four bright landing lights. He was unable to confirm its type, but said it passed about a thousand feet overhead and was moving at high speed. He then reported that the aircraft was approaching him from the east, and said the other pilot. Must be purposefully toying with him. Valentich said the aircraft was orbiting above him and that it had a shiny metal surface with a green light on it. He also reported at this time that he was experiencing engine problems. When asked to identify the aircraft, uh, Valentich replied, and this was the last thing he ever said, it's not an aircraft. After this, his transmission was interrupted by unidentifiable sorry, noise before all contact was lost. Did he disappear? Was he gone? It was it. No one ever That's saw him crazy. or his plane again. Where was Whoa. he flying over? It was uh, just off the coast of Australia towards Keeg's Island, but uh, whatever, what ocean is that? So weather, bad weather, could have went down. <sighs> the weather was supposedly normal. Okay. Uh, fair, clear that day. It was fairly dark. Let me tell you, So Frederick Valentich had 150 total hours flying time and held a Class 4 instrument rating, which authorized him to fly at night, but only on good weather conditions. But he wasn't the greatest pilot. You know who else who had that? John Denver. Ooh. Boom. What happened to him? Yeah. He yeah. couldn't uh, 
I thought the official story was he couldn't reach to switch his fuel tank from tank A to tank B. He was a short guy, and it was like behind his head. He, he was in, a, he was in serious? an airplane called a Long Easy. That's actually the name of the airplane. Yeah. And they don't think that's the official thing. He, he crashed with a fuel tank, a full tank of gas. They had to use his dental records to identify him. He was so messed up. He just didn't. Wouldn't he know to reach back and flip it? And he was. I mean, you all. Yeah, I think about you only have probably if you're a little bit complacent. Now, I love John Denver. That's not a criticism or anything, but uh, I hate to say that, but. You know, you're just like, forget about it. And like, it, you need to flip it flip. when you need to flip it. And wow. you don't flip it. That's horrible. I wonder yeah. what uh, what was supposedly JFK Jr.'s deal, because he was flying a plane that crashed, too. Uh, wasn't that fog? Yep. Yeah, in a very, yeah. Kind of like Kobe. Yeah. That was fog was just there, there yeah. Kobe Bryant's? Yeah, so, I mean, it just they, the altimeter works on atmospheric pressure. So, I mean, it's not exact. I mean, you're flying and you're thinking, hey, I'm 500 feet up. You got some kind of pressure differential, and uh, so you're lower than you thought you were. Yeah, that's where I am with the planes because there's so many. Like, what was her name? Uh, Amelia Earhart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, you know she's kind of a she was a daredevil and uh, trying to make history, which she already did. But she was just trying it again. Uh, I I seen one on Unsolved Mystery where she went down and they think in Japan. Yeah, she was a yeah. POW. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Died there. I thought a few years ago they found a remnant of her plane that they proved it was part of her plane somewhere where way off course or something. There's something about that. You should read into that. Women drivers. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> My wife hears this. I'm so. just kidding. I'm, t- I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. They're the best. <laughs> My wife is a better driver than me. Hands yeah, down. Mine, mine, mine probably is. is like in most situations for sure. Yeah, I'll say that. Uh, so, yeah, he wasn't a great pilot um he was studying part-time to be a commercial pilot but had a poor achievement record he had failed twice there you go at getting uh he had failed twice at all five commercial license examinations and as recently as uh, the previous month had failed three more commercial license tests I'm, i'm usually very soft on my ufo opinions when it comes to people like Highly trained pilots, so like the the Fravor guy, and also like NASA people. There's a lot of uh, Apollo and Gemini missions where they saw weird things and they just kind of reported it, and it just kind of didn't ever really make headlines or anything. Uh, so yeah, when you get someone that's highly trained reporting things, that's why I'm pretty soft on UFOs. And there's got to be something, right? Yeah. Right. Have you heard the one with Kurt Russell? How he seen UFO because he owns his own plane and oh. he was getting done with a shoot and he was flying his son back to somewhere and he said he was fixing to land and he gets on dispatch or whatever and he's like this plane's following me can you guys do something they're like there's no one up there with you it's and he's like yeah it's following me and they're like there's nobody around you and he Whoa. said he watched it for ten minutes that's a pretty cool story yeah no I didn't hear that I didn't even know he's a pilot yeah yeah that's awesome I was hoping I would be like Kurt Russell. I'm a believer now. Yeah. I hunt, but hey, Jimmy Carter, before he was president, filled out a, a UFO report. Right. Um, the Navy has an official uh, le- uh, an official forum now for people to fill out that that fi- that see unidentified flying objects, you know? So it's got to uh, be something. Yeah, I mean, mm. I, I mean, there's just a lot of people out there. I mean, could a small lab have figured out something and then they decided, like, well, let's not go to anyone with this. Let's, you know do this or you know keep on our own and keep it a secret here's the question is kind of like keeping a secret so how long have drones been out that we know about 
could they have been around 50 years ago? I mean, is there any way that technology 20 years ago and maybe a little bit bigger? Oh my, you see that? Yeah, I mean, could that be I mean yeah, I mean, there's, not, there's nothing really complex about a drone if you right. think about it. It's four props. I mean, the the making them as small as they do now, that's, that's where our technology comes in because the battery and the engine output. But I think a bigger drone, I think that could have been done a long time ago. Yeah. And and like you like you're saying, you couldn't see the props. Right. I mean, they're spinning so fast. I mean, so And when they're up high enough, I've got 3 of them. When yeah, they're up really high enough, it. you don't hear them at all. And like you said the small one, I've got I've got one that fits in the palm of my hand. Yeah. It sounds like a mosquito. It's like, you know, when it yeah. takes off. Um, but yeah, I could see how people, if you didn't know about drones and saw that, holy this shit. This is a true story. I oh, when I was a kid, my preacher told me UFOs, because I asked him, he said they were demons or mm. trying to distract you. Really? Yeah. Away from God. Yeah. Really? I've heard that him. about dinosaur bones, too. Yep. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> really? You laugh, but I've heard some no, an adult, I... a person that has <laughs> a driver's exactly license say this. A person that has a driver's <laughs> license. Bones are rocks that are shaping in ways to fool us. And, and, By the and, devil. And if we, and if we spend too much no. time harvesting those and trying to study them measure them and trying to make them into like a creature that's time wasted away from you could be learning about uh the devil's good when yeah. he you know he's a real trickster that one. Oh yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i thought i thought you know tyrannosaurus rex is my favorite but then i heard it was all a bunch of bull crap i don't I think hate that i don't think that people are I judged I, I don't think bad people are judged I don't think good people receive rewards. I don't think there's any such thing as karma. Yeah, I kind of wish there was, but I, I don't do think too. There but is I don't either. think you there don't is. believe in karma. No, I've, I've <sighs> seen too many. I've seen too many straight up evil, despicable people just skate away. I feel like when I do good things and put that good energy out, though, it's rewarded. No, me. I kind of yeah. I don't want to be a hypocrite. And I do feel like when I'm a shithead to people, like I feel like it <laughs> does come. You know, but do you think I you... feel like good energy comes back? I do feel uh, that way. I, but I've always thought that it's because you're making it and it's not it, really any anything kind of mystical. It's just like if you exude the, that, you're putting that vibe out there. Yeah, exactly. You, you get what you put out. Right? Like when I when I first met you, I could tell that you're just a positive guy, even before we even talk for a, just a couple minutes. I mean, I mean, it's something you get quick. Right. I mean, you can get you can get it in passing when you see somebody that you might like like to say hi to in the, the store or whatever. You can tell if they're cool somehow. Mm hmm. You know, just, and it's not really an energy. It's just how they carry themselves as body language. I get, yeah, I get it. Cause if you put the, you're right. If you put that out there, you're going to get reactions that are more positive. It's like you ever been to a restaurant and had that like way overly enthusiastic, like she like, comes up, hi y'all, what you going to have? Oh my God, you're, <laughs> you're so sweet. You're tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, just someone that is so out there and bubbly, it's like infectious a little bit. Yeah. yeah so I, I get the energy thing. And you can feel genuine as well. Yeah. I'm just, maybe I'm just a little bitter about the karma thing because I've seen too many people, you know, that were right. just horrible goddamn people. Um, and you were like, man, if karma existed, those people would have like ass cancer and be trapped in a anthill getting slowly eaten to death for eternity. But they're instead they're just doing fine. So do you, I guess you don't believe in reincarnation. I don't know. Oh, that's uh, a good my story. last, my last <laughs> life. I did not this one. Um, there have been cases, very strange cases of people that knew things that they technically shouldn't have known by any conventional means. Like they were born with certain knowledge, you know, cellular memory, hopefully. 
Maybe. Yeah, like um, I I don't not believe in reincarnation. What about you guys? That's a much older idea than any Christianity or any type of, uh, you know what I mean? That's a very, very old idea. It's been around for a long time. I mean, I guess I've never seen anything to make me say, yeah. I'm a believer. In yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think I, I don't think I got anything there. Well, um, I got it. Back to the karma thing. When, yeah. when you mentioned that, like, I do think that, like, you, you said that you don't like it, that it doesn't exist. I, you know, people that just treat people badly... I think that eventually a lot of, not every time, but I think a lot of times it does catch up with them because for one thing, they don't make the, the connections that other people make. I mean, they don't get like as many people that think they're a good person. So whenever they do need something, maybe they don't get help as much, as fast as someone else. Maybe but so. what about the people who like an Edward Kemper, we talk about serial killers all the time. It is in, or a bunny in their mind, are they doing bad? If you think you're doing good, but it is bad, what's the difference? Oh, I think if you're a yeah. true sociopath, you don't feel like what it's bad. What really makes good and evil? I mean, what? who made that? What, it's just, I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I think it just has to go back to, are your decisions causing people uh, happiness or helping with happiness, or are they causing, like, suffering? Yeah. Thanks. Are you like a... Are yeah. you but like if a, I really didn't know the difference, like, if I was sure. you're torturing animals, or tor- you know, and in, in my mind, it's all good, I mean... Yeah. I would just say, I would just say that's that's why empathy is one of my favorite, favorite things to, that I think everyone should, should do their best to spread to someone else, because if you can put yourself there, I mean, you got the thing after someone goes through a bad experience, you're, you say, Hey, sorry, sorry that happened to you. And that that's all well and good. But then you get the deeper level where it's like, man, I hate that in, in, in me. I really hate that because uh, that they're feeling, I really hate that they're feeling that because, you know, it's like deeper than like just saying, sorry, you know, it's like yeah. you're putting yourself in their place, like trying to feel what they feel. I don't know. I think that's where the, you know, that's how you have to know when you hurt somebody that it's wrong, unless you're, you know, sociopath and you don't have and those you just connections. put on that mask and you just acting it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it's Ted, pretty Ted deep Bundy was such a sociopath. He never felt guilt. You know, yeah. everyone makes mistakes and that's normal. But the, the important part is, you know, after the fact of what you learn from it. And if you are genuinely sorry and try yeah. to change your behavior, and if you feel guilt, um, sociopaths that have none of those abilities. They when don't. you ask that question, were you kind of thinking like, you know, when a baby, when a baby is being raised up to a toddler, they have like a worldview of like me, everything's for me, 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 me. You know, right. I don't really care your feelings. Like if if I get mad, I'll just hit you. Right. They don't. So do you think that they just don't? ever get past that really they just kind of it's like oh yeah i understand nature nurture kind of thing well i just wonder if it whatever i just wonder if like if you guys think that they just don't they they pretend the rest of the time they're like oh yeah i know not to hit somebody because that's bad but really they're like right yeah but really they're thinking well that's not a big deal but i'm not going to do that because it's not socially acceptable and then they do some kind of murder thing absolutely yeah they're putting on that face okay yeah you said mask yeah in front of everybody yeah that's what you're doing yeah Yeah. they watch a movie and you can kind of see well i need to cry when people are like this or i need to laugh because that's funny so i'm gonna do you know yeah they don't feel normal emotions but they can mimic them yeah when they need to you know uh, when they need to, and it's and usually when when they need to is when they are 
when mimicking those emotions aids them in, in manipulating somebody or something like yeah. I need this person to do this. So I'll cry. You know, I'm sad yeah. or uh, normal, like, you know, normal, a normal person in this situation would be happy. So they mirror that or whatever. Is that um, why you think soldiers get so messed up? Because how do you go over in battle and you're able to kill, kill, you're taught to kill, kill, oh, and, yeah. you know, and then come back here and are sure. you, are, you know? Yeah, every every day, every day. How do you get life? taught not to feel to take a life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, dude, yeah. I don't know either. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a crazy thought for sure. And it's funny you were talking about the self-centered thing. I was just watching a talk from David Foster Wallace, and he was talking about how we're all born with this like intrinsic thing where we see the universe uh, as if we are the center of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything yeah. happens yeah. to us around us. You know, yeah. uh, you don't you don't wake up every day like right now. There's seven billion other people that are asleep yeah. or eating lunch or at work or you know, having a baby or in a fight or having sex. And God knows what there's all these other things and all these other experiences independent of us sitting right here. But to us, the entire universe is in this studio right now. You know, you're not thinking of anything else. It, it's like it's a really weird deal. That's, That's really why weird. I think the news kind of messes with you, because, I mean, all of a sudden, all those things. I mean, yeah, I think we should be informed. But sometimes you just get too much like you hear about like just way too much violence and like maybe just for some reason you scroll and you see something about like a quadruple homicide in like, you know, Ohio. I mean, that's bad. But really living here, should we read about that and read all the details and be like <laughs> bummed out about and it? Yeah. Or, have, we, have we already crossed that line? Because we're so desensitized. Yeah. Oh, big, I yeah. Mean, Back when I was a kid, a school shooting or any shooting, I mean, that's you're talking about it for weeks. Now, oh, I don't even pay attention to it. Yeah. Someone got shot at Walmart. You're like, what the, f-, you know? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it's it comes so back where does to, it end? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I What's guess that's for everyone to decide. But I mean, at some point, that stuff can weigh on you to make you kind of a depressed person, and you don't want to be that for your right. family. I mean, you don't want to have something in your head and your, you know, your. Was well, it wrong from- not to give two shits? I don't think so. I mean, I don't want to be that. I mean, because you can, if you thought about it every day and that was weighing on you, like you said, you couldn't be a. a yeah. yeah. You don't have enough emotional energy to, to if you felt and f- like had true empathy for every bad thing. Oh, you. I don't know why you try to commit suicide and then go drive around. I thought that was part of a weird part of the story. Yeah. Why would you choose aspirin? And phenobarbital. Kind of weird. Well, I don't know. I don't even know what that other Maybe thing that's is. All she had. Phenobarbitone yeah. is what they added in with. Uh, wasn't that Gen- at Jonestown? In oh, the I don't know. Yeah, wasn't that? Part I don't of know. It? I don't know. That, I mean, it sounds very plausible. I'm thinking it was. So anyway, yeah. Apparently, this this bitch tried to kill herself and then started driving around. That's a little weird. Okay. Anyway, the two Pollock children were killed instantly in the in, in the accident. Reportedly sent flying through the air like cricket balls. Quote: Someone said. The other, the boy named Anthony, died later at the hospital. What? No, I've ever described anything by saying cricket balls. They flew through the air like cricket balls, they did. I was just standing there with my fishing chips. So, Australian, now we got English. Yes. We get the full Monty here. Maybe that's the thing. Cricket balls, they bring that up in, you know, England sometimes. I didn't know crickets had balls. (laughs) Have you ever... (laughs) It's like the mothball joke when somebody's like, hey, have you ever smelled mothballs? And they're like, no. It's like, well, how? Or yeah. I was like, well, how'd you get their legs apart? <laughs> it's kind of a messed up joke. Oh, that's the quality of uh, comedy you get here at Dawn of Mantis. Nah, only top notch. 
So the terrible news was widely covered in England at the time, and the girl's parents were inconsolable over their loss. They didn't go laughing. They weren't laughing. I was just going back to... Anyway, while Florence Polyp <laughs> spun into a deep depression, the highly religious John maintained hope that his daughters would somehow return to them and even reported having a vision of them coming back to be reborn in the form of twins. He said this, okay? He told this vision to his wife, who was trying to move on. She was not religious at all and didn't want to hear it and didn't believe in reincarnation or heaven. The loss of the subsequent... Uh, the loss and the subsequent arguments over their differing beliefs almost drove them to divorce. So despite the uh, toxic atmosphere in the Pollock home, they must have still been getting down with the sakes. Okay, because <laughs> Florence, be once. Florence became pregnant the following year. Yeah. And on October 4th, they look on Cody's face. Did you say sax, like saxophone? <laughs> It's like they're all out there, like <laughs> Kenny G or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, and Kenny G, that was... Uh, George Michael. Oh, no, but and I'm never gonna dance that, again. the saxophone ruined that song. The Seether version is so much better because it, it doesn't have a stupid saxophone. It is. But uh, George Michael was very talented. Oh, yeah. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, the Faith song, I think that song's kind of cool. I like Freedom. Yeah, Freedom's pretty That's cool. Do you song. like Limp Biscuit's version better? No. Uh, I like no. I like that version. Not I do. Better. I do like it. Not better. I don't think better. But the Seether version of Careless Whisper is amazing. I have to ask both of you to leave. The Night Train version of it's amazing. <laughs> nah. Aw. Aw. It actually bud. is good. <laughs> Thanks, bud. So I it, it on my phone. <laughs> so, yeah, they uh, she they they did the, you know, and uh, she got pregnant. And on October 4th, 1958, she gave birth to healthy twin girls. How about that? Just as John predicted. Coincidence. Okay. Yes, I agree. So, I mean, don't yeah. you kind of have that gene sometimes where you where you give you know in your family you're more likely to have twins? You already had them once. Chances well, are you might have them again. No, the others weren't twins. They were eleven and six. Oh, I thought oh, they were. I'm sorry. They, were they I'm weren't sorry. twins. Okay. They were eleven okay. and six. Okay. Okay. It was especially. Oh, odd. he said they'd come back as twins. Okay. I yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It was odd since their doctor had told them that it was only a single birth based on the heartbeat signature of the fetus, and neither one of the parents had had any history of twins in their families. Like you just said. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. They named the twins Jillian and Jennifer, and they were considered by John to be a sort of a miracle. And he truly believed... <laughs> like, you were just going to go. You weren't even going to miss a step. That his <laughs> daughters had come back to them as he had said, citing... <laughs> what? We, Have you ever heard through? that in a podcast? <laughs> I've never heard that in a podcast before. Wait till I fart. I mean, maybe there's like some kind of like... Welcome to Root Beer Cast. Right. Here's where we rate the all the best root beers in the world. What do you think, Larry? <laughs> I like this one from Sweden. I've honestly been an avid podcast listener for years and I've and never, never I've never heard anyone just Hey, just that's what I'm saying. We we're pioneers here. You need to have a trademark, something that sets you apart. That's it. Yeah, and it should be you burp, and there should be like a little bell. Ding, 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 we don't pause for like gas. That. No, Not we on don't. This show. Not on I this mean, show. we actually did because I brought it up, but uh, I looked at Cody's face. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> like I think it's like. So while we're on the set, talking about that. You, you guys good? You got anything you want to? No, no, I don't get any. Not no. gassy at all. You good? No. You both nope. good? I'm good. Okay. All right. That oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'll stifle the next one. I like the professionalism that you're just went. Like, kept I'm not, going, didn't I'm not miss spend any time on this. Yeah. No, no, didn't even take a breath after you exhaled all that oxygen or carbon dioxide. Sorry, <laughs> how unscientific of me. 
The twins, Jillian and Jennifer, were considered by John to be a sort of miracle, and he truly believed that his dead daughters had come back to them, citing as evidence an odd birthmark on Jennifer's near Jennifer's right eye that eerily resembled a scar that Jacqueline had had in the same spot, as well as a matching round birthmark on her waist. Although they were identical twins, Jillian lacked any such marks, making it quite unusual. The family moved from Hexham to a town called Whitley Bay when the twins were just a few months old, and it was here where the things really got weird. As soon as they were old enough to talk, the twins began asking and describing specific toys that Joanna and Jacqueline had owned, even calling their dolls by name, which was rather bizarre as the parents had boxed those toys up and stored them away in the attic, and the twins had never seen them before. So that's okay. When the toys... <laughs> When the toys were brought down from the attic, each of the twins instinctively collected and then uh, the correct respective ones that had belonged to Joanna and Jacqueline without hesitating and without any mistake, all the while proclaiming that they were Santa's gifts, which was also correct. They'd gotten them for Christmas. Wow. Yeah. I got more. Hmm. Other strangeness was that the two twins liked the same foods that Joanna and Jacqueline had. They had the same respective personalities, mannerisms, and behaviors like the same games. And Jillian once pointed at the birthmark on her on Jennifer's forehead and accurately said that that is where Jacqueline had hit her head on a bucket when she was younger, leaving that scar. There was also the weird fact that the twins even had the same gait as their dead sisters. Not when they were dead, but when they were alive, because dead folks don't really have a gait, do they? When they walked and they had the same general build. <laughs> What is going on? Just the way that's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I love the look on your face when I'm reading this. It's an intriguing tale. As I, I read it, it's like, oh, you have the same gait as your dead sisters. So you don't move much? Is that what you're saying? Your dead sisters? Why, yeah. It wasn't written well. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I understood. I kind of got, I, I smelled what you were stepping in. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Jennifer was a bit more stocky than Joe and then, uh, than her sister, which is weird because, but then again, I know they're not identical twins though. So never mind. These were identical twins except for their heights and stuff, but I guess in appearance, cause there's a set of twins in my family, but they're not identical. But one girl is like way taller than the other. And like, you would never know in a million years that they're mm-hmm. twins. So maybe that's not super weird. You're both looking at me like you. No, I'm I'm waiting. I'm I want the full case. Yeah, I do too. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm almost done. That's what we're waiting on. Look, I'm almost done. We're not. We're not. I mean, so you if want a burp, the f- if a burp can't even stop or a belch can't even <laughs> stop you, we don't need to stop you with our little mindless thoughts. You know, Proceed. we're gonna let you finish. Okay. Uh, where was I at? Oh yeah. In addition, Jacqueline had been having trouble learning to write at the time of her death because she had tended to hold her pencil upright in her fist. This was the exact same habit that Jennifer developed when she, too, began to learn how to write. These oddities continued for years, with the girls giving eerily uh, eerily accurate details of things that only their parents and Joanna and Jacqueline could have known. One of the most bizarre things is that they were terrified of passing cars to the point that it was difficult to get them to cross the street. And the girls were killed by cars. Now, you explain that to me. And they didn't. They weren't fond of bare aspirin either. They, they, every time the commercial, change it, get it off. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say bare ass. Oh no, well, I did. I actually did. And then you said, but print. print. Yeah, I know. 
I should have I should have done that thing like we did in junior high. Bare ass. I'm gonna kick your bare ass. Sprint bottle. <laughs> Son of a bench. Yeah. I'm gonna beat your asphalt. Remember. <laughs> Got down off my horse. Did you ever do that thing in class where one of you would start a cuss word and the other would finish? Like one kid no, would go. No, that's brilliant. Shh, though. And I'd go it. And then oh. they go, and 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 before you, when you got in sync, you were going, and it was like in stereo. No, I, I like it. You never did that? I didn't think about that. Let's try it real quick. No, you don't have to. Okay, Max Headroom. I just want to make it special. <laughs> I want it to be special shit. We're losing so many subscribers. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cody, I'm sorry. I bet we're gaining them. You've listened to the show before. We're usually more professional than this i'm sorry no it's good it's all good okay free flow um yeah the scarier to the car thing florence overheard the two girls once discussing the actual accident that had killed joanna and jacqueline with details they could not have known one thing that they would supposedly often do was jennifer would rest her head on jillian's lap and jennifer would say there was blood coming from her eyes when the family took a trip back to hexham the twins knew their way around town and accurately pointed out landmarks by name and the school they remembered attending, which wasn't the, a school they ever attended. It was the one attended by Joanna and Jacqueline. These stories were unusual enough to make it into local newspapers, which caught the attention of psychologist Dr. Even Stevenson. I and see Even Stevenson. Even Stevens? What the heck? Shiloh Buck? <laughs> Just do it! <laughs> do <laughs> it! Son of a bitch! No, I like it. I Ian. thought he had a really cool name. Ian Stevenson. Hello, I'm Ian Stevenson. <laughs> oh, that is good. Hello. That'll get you. You should me. be a car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell you this car and give you the best deal. My name's not Ian Stevens. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> My mother Ethan. blessed me with this name. Ian <laughs> <Even> Stevenson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> He began to make frequent visits to the Pollocks, interviewing them and examining the birthmarks, and he would discover some interesting details. What if he was just some creepy guy that's like, called even Stevens? (laughs) I need to speak to your daughters and examine their birthmarks. Can we be alone? And then after he leaves, the parents are like, hold on a minute. My my other my AKA is Larry Nasser, <laughs> doctor. Ooh. Sorry, doctor. Oh. Man, that guy did that stuff with those the parents in there. He did. D- yeah. Oh yeah. I, I read a bunch of stuff about it. How? Like he like the gymnast doctor molested kids in front of their parents. Their parents are right there, and he was like he was like a sleight of hand magician. He would like. In, in the he was kid. a sleight of hand molestician. Oh, very He's nice. He's getting it now. Trust me in prison. Oh, I guarantee you. Yeah, yeah. That boy ain't sitting right since he got into prison. I guarantee you. Yeah. Because Petter asks, if you go into prison as that, like you're on, the, you're lower than pond scum. It's yeah. like the subway guy. Oh, yeah. Jared. Jared Fogel. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can guarantee. Yeah. He got the foot long. Oh, five dollar foot long. I guarantee that. And it wasn't even five dollars. No. This one's on the house, boy. Somebody somebody's like, oh, all right, man, you're gonna get yours. You were eating too fresh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good one. <laughs> and you know they said it. Oh, they said it. Yeah. Some witty prison guy. Every night it. all the other prisoners are in there like coming up with new material for oh, yeah. Jared Fogel. Ain't no cheese in between yeah. these buns. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be bad. 
Oh, Did anyone do one on meatball sub? That was going to be mine next week. No, no, you got it. Meatball sub, yours. Okay, no, I'll take some yeah. meatballs. Oh, oh, I got a good one. He starts writing in his journal. I'll use that one. I'll use that one. <laughs> Unless I think of a better one. Okay. <laughs> For instance, the twins were identical, meaning that they came from a single egg, yet they had slightly different builds. Then matched that that matched their dead sisters who had not been twins. And the fact that Jennifer had an unusual, unidentified, I've got an unidentified birthmark, matching a past life injury of Jacqueline, whereas Jillian did not, was difficult to explain genetically. Last paragraph, and we'll close it out. Interestingly, these apparent memories of the twins' past lives began to fade around the age of five, after which they led relatively normal lives without being haunted by the past. Yet Stevenson would keep contact with the family for years, all the way up to Florence's death in 1979 and John's death in 1985. Although the twins grew up generally not remembering any more of their supposed past lives, in 1981, Jillian had a series of lucid visions in which she remembered playing in a sandbox in the town of Wickham, as Joanna had done when she was about three, and was able to perfectly describe an area, though Jillian, Jillian that is, had never even been to Wickham. So the case of the Pollock twins remains one of the strongest cases for uh, the possibility of reincarnation. So, you brought up Isn't reincarnation. Though, really? Is it? It's one of it's one of the You're taking the words of these kids and I don't know how much did the parents talk about the other ones that died and yeah subliminally put it in their head that's what I'm getting at hey we're still saying what the parents did it that's parents what, did it you guys just hate parents uh, I know we're very anti parent but the parents set them up for you know to do but what this. if the parents were like it was an unspoken thing they never talked about the dead girls especially around their new girls and yeah I mean I I mean. I could see that, but, but I mean, but you know, as you guys know this, I mean, you say something that you think you're just saying in front of your wife and then there's a kid that that's playing that you don't think is paying attention. And they're paying attention. And all of a sudden they're like, blah, they say the bad word that you said. It's like, wait, right. I didn't think they were listening. What about the birthmarks? The mm-hmm. coincidence? Yeah. How many coincidences can there be before? A so, lot. It's no longer because because it's uh, because it's confirmation bias because all the th- all the no's are just thrown out, but the yeses the oh that's a that's a yes yes I'm gonna remember that oh that's a yes I'm gonna remember that all the no's are just like thrown out. Right. Uh, but uh, can you imagine being that family and all that stuff happening and say it happened like it did? How blown away you'd be. I mean, I could I could definitely. Uh, Put myself in their shoes and think. Oh, I mean, you'd become a believer yourself for sure. Probably so. Um, even if it was confirmation bias, I don't know. It's pretty crazy, and it probably helped them. the The positive spin I'll put on that. It probably it's helped them it. grieve. You know, right. it probably you know they had closure in that whole deal. Well, we got our kids back. Um, there was an episode of uh, Twilight Zone. I think maybe the new Twilight Zone, or maybe Outer Limits, or one of those. Maybe even uh, uh, Tales from the Dark Side. <clears throat> Where the daughter came back after she died, she'd been dead for like twenty years, and the guy's an old man, and the daughter comes back, and then I think to spoil it, I think she was just like kind of a zombie version of what she was, and the guy was basically like, "You should, you know, you don't belong." Sounds in this like time. Pet, Pet cemetery. cemetery. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that in a way. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Brown, don't go out that road. Those goddamn trucks. <laughs> don't go near that road. <laughs> Well, I'll keep that boy out of that road. That's a goddamn truck going up and down that road. That's I'm Fred Gwynn. That's, that's Her- Herman, Herman Munster. Munster. I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's speaking awesome. of like s- stuff like that, and I hope she wouldn't I hope she wouldn't mind me telling this story. I don't know. I don't think she would. But my ex-wife 
before she was ever born, she had a sister who passed away. And I think she was only maybe two, two and a half. <clears throat> and then several years later, I want to say it was five or four or five years later, uh, my ex-wife was born. The, you can put the baby pictures of them side by side up till when they were two. You, I've known the girl 20 years, 23 years. You cannot choose you can't tell who's her and who was her sister did she have some other things like weird things i don't know about any like birthmarks or uh, anything like yeah. that i'm just saying as a parents that ha- imagine you know for her parents that had to have been crazy like this baby girl that you have is identical sure. yeah in appearance anyway to to your, your other baby girl who you you know what i mean and uh yeah, and that just and had to have been crazy. The the part of your brain that makes you love your kids is not probably the most rational thing. I mean, Absolutely. go to, go to any football game where some dad's cheering on their kid. It's like he does no wrong out there. Yeah, it's like oh my, that's not holding. Oh, did you see him get my kid got held twenty five plays ago? Yeah, so it's like right. so. I mean, it's it's confirmation bias out of love. It's like maybe it is them again. You know, maybe we didn't lose them. We have them again. Yeah. So that's that's Good. very powerful. <laughs> no, the, the time. Oh, yeah. You got to go. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we have reached the end of uh, yeah. the time. Cody, thank you for coming. Yeah. Thanks thanks for man, me. this is this is awesome. this flowed so freely. Yes. So that's awesome, man. Got a little. Yeah. You crazy. Just, like, you I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. Here. Sorry about the body gas and different things like that. <laughs> anyway, we'll do better next time. But yeah, Cody, thank you so much. You you were awesome. Anyway, yeah. You, you and Ivan were great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Let's let's do this again for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Night, folks. See you guys. I'm going to tell you about some feathers I know. A couple gingers named Ivan and Joe who started themselves a little podcast, you know. They talk about everything under the sun that they find interesting, spooky, or fun. They ain't trying to impress no one. Remedy to too much time on your hands is Take a little listen to the dawn of Mantis uh, One week they might talk about old Mike The next might be about the Yuba County Five Well they even did one about the Hornet Spook Light I'm sure they'll carry on for a good long spell this old world's as weird as hell and there'll never be no shortage of stories to tell The remedy to too much time on your hands is Take a little listen to the dawn of Mantis The remedy to too much time on your hands is Take a little Listen to the dawn of Mantis.